Welcome to Local SEO Today. On this podcast, John Vong interviews business professionals and entrepreneurs in many fields to uncover challenges and successes in business ownership. Our goal is to provide you with insights into the entrepreneurship journey and give you tips and advice from real experience. Brought to you by Local SEO Search based in Toronto, Canada. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode. My guest today is Tony Martinetti, the founder and chief inspiration officer at Inspired Purpose Coaching. Tony has 20 years of experience helping people navigate change and unlock their potential. Thanks a lot for being on the show today, Tony. Oh, I'm so thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. It's going to be a lot of fun because I'm, I'm excited to hear about how you became who you are today. So if you don't mind sharing with the audience members, uh, take it, uh, you know, as far back as you would like uh, to let people in on what made you become who you are today. Mm, I love this because this is the kind of thing that I like doing with other people too, is really getting to explore, you know, what really were the moments that unleash your gifts into the world and, um, and, I like to start really early. Um, when I was a, a child, I was an artistic child who loved to draw and paint. And one of the things I noticed about myself now and re- reflecting back is that I loved to create environments, uh, rooms and worlds that were very different. They had different emotional experiences. It's weird that this is what happened, but I um, loved I wanted to be an artist. I wanted to, you know, do this for the rest of my life. But what I found is that there were a lot of well-meaning adults who told me, hey, you got to find something better to do with your life, you know, something that's gonna be more lucrative, that's gonna create a better path for you. So of course, I listened to their advice and I became a pre-med major. <laughs> um, so I started my college career in the sciences, which I also had a passion for, but mostly it was because, yeah. I'll become a doctor. Why not? Um, and then that ended up shifting into um, the field of business because I think my chemistry background was not solid. So I was feeling a little bit pressure to, uh, to find something that's going to be more me. Um, business had this element of being foundational, being you know something that you can lean on forever. And so that set me off in the career of being in the finance and strategy area of um, many different industries, first high tech, then eventually into biotech, which was amazing for me because I loved being part of an organization that helped save lives. And I was so curious. I would constantly find out more about the industry, reading up on things and just getting to know as many people as possible. So for me, that um, thirst for learning more, for doing more and getting more through that industry was like driving me through all the things that I was doing. It was always in that finance capacity. Um, so that was most of my life. Yeah. So I want to dig a little bit deeper um, in terms of, you know, your upbringing. Um, yeah. If you don't mind sharing with us, um, were your parents, um, mm-hmm. you know, very, very present during those years, early stages? Yeah. And did you have siblings? Like, what was it like growing up? I love that question. So my 
parents, my father and mother, they actually ran a business together. Um, my dad was an immigrant from Italy. My mother's family came from Lebanon. And um, my dad had always been a work hard, um, is the working hard is the path to success. And I think that was ingrained in me from the, from the very beginning is that the only way to, to make it in this world is by working hard. Um, and I was involved with the business from a very young age. My brother and sister were also very driven and we were also involved in the business. Uh, when it, whenever I was had free time, we would do work with my dad um, from a very young age. And the business was um, a few things. We actually um, built commercial real estate, commercial buildings, and we also ran an alarm systems company that did alarm systems for residential and um, commercial. So I got to learn a lot of these trades just by following my dad. Um, what I learned also is the value of the dollar, how important it is to be mindful of your, of the, your money because you have to make sure that you get it to last. A lot of these things that are ingrained in you in early days, you have to also unlearn them because they serve, to serve you to a capacity to a certain point, but then they serve you, they can be detrimental at some point. So for example, work hard is the way to success. Sure. It serves you to, an, to a capacity that you can get to a point and it's helpful, but then there's this element of working smarter. You can't just work hard and keep on beating the same, um, same horse, if you will. It has to be flipped in this direction of how can it be more effective? How can I find leverage points? How can I ensure that I'm taking care of myself in the process of becoming who I am? And so I think that was one of the things that from my, my um, you know, from how I grew up, um, it was great to have that experience, but ultimately being able to flip that script and say, hmm, how can I turn that around? Right. So those are great points. And uh, I'm glad that your parents taught you like it's hard work, um, you know, perseverance or grit or whatever it may be as well as coming from an immigrant family, right? Like yeah. even myself coming from, my parents came from Vietnam. It was all about survival. It was about making sure that we had enough to survive, shelter food. And we didn't have a lot of choice, right? It was like, yeah. this is what you're put in. Um, and as you become, you know, more wise or you, you mature more and you're more cultured, then you figure out what other people are doing. Um, yeah. And then when did you kind of, figure out that finance was what you're kind of ingrained to continue pursuing in all these other opportunities that you uh, were faced and presented to yourself. Um, because again, realist, commercial real estate alarm, that was small business to then you wanted to do the medical, but then you focus on finance because maybe your background and what your strengths and interests were to then dabble into that pharma you know, the, the tech as well as finance, which was a good foundation, I believe, to then why leave that completely to do what you do now? Yeah, uh, I love this question because it really leans me into this, you know, what was it that were the, the qualities and values that I always espoused for myself? And I, I didn't realize it until, again, everything hindsight's 2020. Um, I had always had this adventure spirit and this curiosity that was ingrained in me. And those are the values I still hold today. Um, as I was growing up, my 
my rebellious part of like rebelling against my upbringing was I would always want to go out and find out more about the world, like what I wasn't seeing, what I wasn't, you know, experiencing. So I'd always push the envelope outside of what I was, I was into. And even to the point where my dad at some point said, Hey, look, we got this business, this security business, and I'm going to either sell it or I'm going to pass it on to you guys to take ownership of it. Uh, my brother and I, and my sister, and we all collectively, after seeing all the pain my dad went through as, an, as the owner of a business, having been you know double-crossed and um, seeing the challenges and tribulations of, of building a business from scratch, a service business, um, we all kind of decided that we needed our own, our own path to take. And um, it's kind of crazy when you think about it, because now here I am, I'm an entrepreneur now of my, you know, creating my own path. But at that point, I was saying like, ah, that's crazy. I don't want to work for myself. I don't want to do this thing. Um, I instead decided that I wanted to be part of the corporate machine, <laughs> which um, I'm grateful because I learned so much in that process. And I had to follow my curiosity about what was out there, like what I could learn from being part of the workplace um, in a business like the biotech industry. That all came from my curiosity of really seeing what is this all about? I mean, at the time when I got into biotech, it had, it had already gone through a few decades of, um, of experience. And um, I think there was still a lot to be done. I had worked on one of the first few gene therapies after the first uh, few failures. And it was amazing to be part of that. Um, so for me, I felt excitement. I felt the curiosity of learning more about what it means to be saving lives and to be in a finance capacity of helping these businesses to fund their um, innovations um, and to just see what it means to run a business. So for me, it was just that, the passion and the curiosity and the sense of adventure that goes into running a business like that. Yeah, I, I think self-discovery throughout that journey. And it takes you through so many different paths. And as yeah. you look back in perspective, hindsight, um, throughout different stages of your life, did you ever live with kind of regret, not wanting to take on that new uh, venture that your parents or your dad kind of presented? Because, um, you know, maybe you were maybe younger at that time, not knowing what you know today, mm. how would life be different? Um, because that was a great opportunity where you maybe were, was able to be mentored by your dad for, you know, doing it for so many years as well. And maybe did you have that mentorship even throughout these stages when you're on this journey of entrepreneurship yourself? Yeah. Um, it's, it's a great question because there's two things that come up for me. Number one is that, um, I was the first person in my family, um, to truly live the world of corporate life. My brother did not go the path of corporate. He was more of a, you know, he worked in construction, more electrical engineering and that kind of stuff. And my sister um, got a law degree and she um, decided to raise her family and what have you. And so both of them are brilliant people, but they just decided not to go the path of what I did. And I always felt as though, um, my family didn't quite understand what I was up to and, and they couldn't necessarily follow um, what I was doing. 
Um, but I would always share with them my experiences. And my dad always had some, um, some advice to share. And I'd always think about how I could connect the dots between his experience and my experience. Um, cause I wanted to them to relate to me. I wanted them to understand me. Um, and I think that's a challenge because when you try to bridge the gap between ge- different generations, even if you did have the same experience, it's still not the same experience because generations have gone by and there's definitely been a different workplace environment that we're in. Um, ultimately I have no regrets because ultimately, you know, ultimately what I learned is that I had to follow my path on my own and make my own mistakes and make my own decisions. And at the time when that opportunity was passed to me, I didn't know who I was and I had to let who I was evolve. It's um, one thing I'll leave you with here is to say that I have this feeling about intuition. Intuition is something that has to be, um, has to be built. It's a, it's a muscle you grow. You don't just, you're not just born with an intuition that says, okay, you know, do this, do that, or this is what's right for you. At that point, I didn't know enough to, to make the right calls. And that's where living and uh, life experiences and being engulfed in so many different facets in life, in different arenas, areas, jobs, careers, lifespan, like people that you, you know, touch you throughout so many years, um, taking that all in gives you a better perspective in every aspect. Um, And that molds you to who you are today. So a couple questions, like growing up, what was like your dream job? What what Mm. did you want to be? Because you were ultra curious. You are a kind of artistic, creative kind of person, but what did you want to become? Okay. Well, let me start with uh, my first dream job was I wanted to be Indiana Jones. I wanted to be (laughs) uh, an explorer, you know, someone who was out there trying to uncover the mysteries of um, these long lost ancient treasures. And that's what I really wanted. Um, And if I could go with second one, I would say, I would want to be like a James Bond spy because it would be in these different, you know, different places around the world and what have you. Um, but then there was this element of wanting to get into um, finding a way to bridge the gap between um, the arts and business. And I think architecture was the thing that kept on coming to my mind as I was in those early formative years, um, because I loved the power of what, um, what buildings stand for. Buildings stand for like legacy to me. They're like, when you look at a powerful and, and um, a building that stands the test of time and you think about what it took for that person to, to make that happen, the person who's the, 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 the thought master behind it, the leader behind that, um, it's really powerful because they had to have the vision. They had to have the ability to enroll people in their vision. And they had to be able to really think about how to execute on that and be able to create something that would last the test of time. And I think about things like, um, you know, the, the Eiffel Tower, the, you know, the pyramids, you know, uh, the Arc de Triomphe. These are buildings that like they define the cities they live in um, and the people behind it, they probably never even understood what they were doing, how much of an impact they would have 
overall. Wow. So such a young age, you want to be like an icon. You want to be someone <laughs> bigger than to creating a lasting impression. That's amazing. Um, and then growing up, like your parents were business owners. Um, and therefore, did you have a strong sense of relationship with your parents? Because, you know, you work for them, but it's different versus having a parent present, right? Like actually yeah. attending your activities and really putting that foresight of wanting you to excel in whatever interests and avenue you want to pursue? Yeah, it's a great question in the sense that, you know, gosh, I'm, I wouldn't be anywhere where I wouldn't be where I am right now uh, without their love and support and their lessons that they've taught me. There were moments along the way when you think about like, oh, you know, I wish that I could have had more freedom to operate in the way I wanted. Um, you know, along my, in my childhood, I did a lot of working with my dad, but there was a lot of reasons for, for that. He was teaching me lessons about the value of hard work. And he was teaching me that, you know, um, these things that I was doing, like whether it be, you know, moving stone around, running electrical wiring, doing all these hard labor things, they were teaching me how to build that character and how to realize that these skills that I was building were going to serve me long-term, not just in the sense of learning how to do them, but to build the character of this is how things get done in the world and to appreciate the people who do them and to know how to do them in your own so that when the time comes and you have a family, you can support yourself um, and to fall back on these skills if you ever needed to. So I'm so grateful for all those lessons, um, even though maybe at the time there were moments when I'm like, I just want to hang out with my friends. I want to go play sports. Um, and instead it was more, Hey, we got this stuff to do. Let's do it. Oh, that's good. I, I mean, you know, as a parent now, it's like, you're always trying to juggle that, right? You're going to try yeah. to figure it out and everyone has their own ways of doing things and it's okay. Mm. There's no perfect way. It's just, you make it happen. Uh, so I love that. Mm. Um, so Let's pivot to now your coaching and yeah. um, how long have you been running your kind of business and um, pros and cons, things yeah. that you uh, would like to explain and share with us, as well as maybe some of the challenges that you've faced uh, over the years. Yeah. So first of all, um, three and a half years or so has been uh, three and a half years has been um, the run rate for my business right now. And this is my second business I've started. The first business I started was a um, financial consulting business when I was um, still in the industry, if you will. Um, and this time around was different because I came, stepped into a role where I was doing something that I really wasn't known for. So the first big challenge was I didn't know how I was going to show up. I didn't know who I need to be to be the to serve the people I need to serve. And so there was a lot of uh, the internal journey that I need to take um, to become the person I am now. And um, that's why this three and a half years feels like 10. Um, and it's been very productive, but it's also been um, not an easy road. I think I, I, I think I'd call it an emotional roller coaster because of the fact that I had to go through those moments when I challenged myself, okay, am I really on the right path? What do we need to do now to ensure that I'm doing the right things, the right actions 
And am I being the right person to make this work? What was that pivotal moment that you left corporate to then take on that business kind of journey of yours? Yeah. So I'll share that. That that is one of the biggest um, moments that challenged me and scared the heck out of me because I came to this point after living through some moments of um, burnout and you know, depression. Um, I rose out of that and um, you know learned some tools along the way to to get better. But ultimately, that wasn't the worst part of it. The worst part of it was I was sitting in a boardroom and sitting in this you know small biotech company, and you know there's about forty people in the room. And um, as I looked around. And I saw these people who were like looking at their cell phones and completely checked out. There were these two leaders just, you know, kind of arguing with each other about who was right and who was wrong. It was probably the most classic example of toxic leadership. Um, and I realized I'm collecting a really big, big paycheck right now. And I, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to continue to, to collect a paycheck and just show up and feel as though I'm not really contributing um, to society or to myself. Um, and so I decided at that moment, I got to do something about this. And so I decided to get up and walk out. Um, and my thought at that moment was that in order for me to change the room, I need to leave the room. I'm going to do something about the way people lead in the world. Um, one person at a time, one leader at a time. And what I wanted to do is have a more inspirational way of approaching leadership to be more people-centric, to be thinking about what am I doing today as a leader to help the people so that we can actually help others outside of the organization. If you're not enriching your people, then how can you help the you know, society at large? So did you have any clear kind of business in mind when you left? Like usually yeah. people work because they there's stability. There's some you know, need in place. Did you have all those needs checked so that you have some sort of comfort when you take on this new adventure of yours? It's such a great question because what I often tell people is like, you know, hey, you know, I did this thing at the ultimately, I wouldn't always prescribe that as the best path for everyone. You know, sure, I had some money saved up. Um, and I knew that I could always have a fallback plan, you know, nothing, no decision is fatal. Well, I should have a disclaimer about that. There are some fatal decisions. You can always go back. You can always find a different path. You can always pivot. Um, but at that moment, I felt very um, scared and naked, if you will, because I didn't have a definitive plan. So I just leapt out into the unknown because I was in this place of just really feeling like I needed to do something. Um, I just couldn't accept the current situation as it was. So... Um, what I often tell people now is that um, if you're going to make a change like this, try and do it in a way that is safe for you. Take measured risk, um, which is a term I used when I was in my finance days. And, you know, think about what you can do while you're in your day job, while you're, you know, kind of testing the waters in a way, you know, look at ways to do it um, at night and find out more information so that you, before you take that leap, you really have a clear plan in place so that that moment when you say, okay, I'm ready, you can say, you know, I know how I'm going to execute that plan. So is that what you would have done differently? Like work on a 
kind of plan before you take on? Yeah. What I, what I've done it differently um, for me personally, I think I did it exactly the way I needed to do it because it put me in the, um, in the place where I had to learn the lesson that getting uncomfortable was exactly what I needed in order to catalyze the process for me to learn who I needed to be. One of my favorite quotes that came to me at that, at that point was, um, in order to have anything, you have to be willing to feel, you know, to feel everything. Um, I kind of butchered the quote a little bit, but it's in order, in order to have it, you know, have anything, you have to be willing to feel everything. And what that means is that up until that point, I wasn't willing to feel the, the downsides and the full range of emotions. And because of the fact that I put myself out there, I was actually opening myself up to this element of like, yeah, like I could be at the bottom and I can be at the top and I can deal with those emotional swings and I can get myself back into that place where I can still execute and be the person who I need to be on a day-to-day basis. So that's pretty deep and that's good because, you know, going into a new, you know, pivotal moment in your life, lifespan, business journey, career aspirations to then feel like you need to do something, move you, push you forward. And it, it's different for different people, right? Like comfort, people are uncomfortable with any change, let alone a career change and leaving stability, financial situation, whatever it may be. So for you to do that is a little bit different than, and your threshold could be a lot higher than others, right? Um, So it's all based on your own life. So don't take your advice, but use it to propel yourself so that you make the right decision for yourself. Um, And so the last three years, so how has it been like growing your own kind of idea concept to then serve others and give to running this business and coaching to get new clients? Like how has that journey been? Yeah. Well, it's been nothing short of amazing. Um, When I think about the impact, I measure myself on impact and I think about the lives that I've impacted over the years and it makes me so grateful. Um, Like, you know, if I think about the things that I've created, because I've, I've come back to who I was as a child, I am a creative now. And I've realized that I don't have to put myself in a box, nor do I have to put anyone else in a box. And I love that, um, that I can put the finance hat on still, because I have to, I'm a business owner, I do that. But I also can put the creative hat on and say, yeah, like creating something, a piece of work, and share with other people, the conversations I have, are a piece of art. And I'm not saying that to be, you know, conceited. They're art because two people co-creating together a conversation that is meant to transform the world together, um, one person at a time. And I think that's a beautiful way to look at it. And the past year, I've started a podcast called The Virtual Campfire, which has recorded 130 beautiful conversations with people about their stories that, you know, what has brought them into this world and how they are doing these amazing things in the world. And I'm just honored to be part of that. Um, I just wrote my first book called Climbing the Right Mountain. And again, you know, allowing myself to just be imperfect with it and just let that be. Um, So it's been an amazing journey. And if I can continue to think about 
the where I'm coming from and not worrying about where I need to go to. Uh, I think that's the most important part of how I look at the world. Um, gap thinking, no, gain thinking versus gap thinking, which is an important way to frame your world. No, that's good. Good to know because a lot of people are always chasing for more, right? Mm-hmm. They have all these goals and they have aspirations, but you're kind of living it through what was missing, right? Mm-hmm. And you wanted to fill them based on what you were missing throughout so many years in this, you know, your your dream job, right? To yeah. now kind of live it now. And it's so rewarding when you're making an impact, like you mentioned. Because that's bigger than anything that you can do, right? Like when you're able to give and touch others and not expect anything in return, but just doing it based on the your your heart, right? And that's what life is about, right? The more you can touch, more people you can touch, more people you can influence and uh, impact, then it's that's the most rewarding thing people can ask for, really. Yeah. Um, any any mistakes that you would like to share or any challenges? Um, or things you would have done differently uh, for all the entrepreneurs listening on this episode? Yeah, I mean, it's more of a, I'll, I'll say it this way. There's no fast pass to, um, to getting um, to where you want to go um, with the exception of listening to other people's stories and hearing how they navigated their path is helpful. But keep in mind, it's your journey and you have to decide on how you want to go about it. Um, so I, th- I think that's the nuance here is that, you know, if you're looking for some way to get rich quick, to, um, to skip steps, um, there's no way to do that. However, um, do learn from other people. Do learn from how they've done things and try to make your own little mistakes along the way. That's amazing because I always tell people the same, like personalize, customize based on your, you know, expertise, your skill set, your perspective, life, right? Because mm-hmm. you cannot mimic exactly how other people have done and got became successful, right? Like you can yeah. listen to a lot of stories, you read a lot of biographies, videos, watching, pod, listening to podcasts. All that is great intel, skill, like some nuggets that you can use for your personal life, right? But how you take it and go with it is completely unique to your own journey, right? Um, yeah. And people retain information differently, use it differently, you know, it's just everything is different. So make it your own, have fun and be happy along the way, right? Yeah. Um, so where do you see yourself in the next five, 10 years? How is business going? Like what really makes you wake up eager and excited today. Wow. Um, so first of all, what, what makes me, I'll start with the, the, the last question and then I'll come backwards. So what, what makes me wake up every day, eager and excited is um, I always think about what's one conversation I'm looking forward to today. And um, that's the thing that gets me going. I always plan in advance and say, uh, what am I most excited about what am I most inspired by um, today? And that's something that I'm almost like an intention I set for myself. And if I don't have something like that in my week ahead, in my day ahead, then I replan my week because um, I want to be proud of the things that I'm doing. And if I'm not seeing something I can be proud of, 
it's time to rethink the, um, what I'm doing because I have control of that, right? And um, when I think about five, 10 years from now, uh, I'll stick with five because 10 is just so far out there. Um, I think in 10 years, we'll probably be like, you know, on the planet somewhere, um, re, you know, probably re, repopulating the world, who knows. Um, but in five years, I, I kind of see myself doing more work with people um, who are around the world doing retreats, helping people to step outside of their comfort zones and really making sure that people see that there's more to life than what they're currently living into. I have this mission of, uh, you know, having burnout be a thing of the past. And so that's what I'm really after is getting people to realize that we don't have to live in this treadmill of constantly, you know, running, 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 and that we can start to be more of who we really want to be by setting the intention of what we want to do every day. That's amazing. So last couple of questions I wanted to just drive into. Um, so what, what makes you different? Like what, what drives you to become so passionate in this kind of mission of impact and transformation from burnout to discovery of being creative? Like what, what is the mo- main driver though for you? Yeah. Well, I feel like there's, there were so many years for me of holding myself back from being who I fully could be. And so the, the main driver for me is to get people to experience what it feels like to be fully themselves and to not hold themselves back in fear of freaking people out because we all need to be fully ourselves. And if that means there's some parts of that might scare people off, then so be it. And so I think that drives me is that, you know, there's an element of, I want people to, to reveal themselves fully. Um, I keep on thinking about it as um, there's a recently I was at the museum and I, I went to see this uh, piece of work at the PBD Essex museum in Salem. And it's by um, it's this, this metal box with the light inside. When you shut the light on this metal box becomes this illuminated um, the whole room lights up. And I think about that for people. If we hide our light, then, then no one's going to see it. But what we need to do is we need to bring that light and share it. And so I think that's one thing that we need more of in this world is people who are lit up um, and they're sharing what's inside of them, even if they feel it's going to be ugly. To be brave and courageous enough to share that. And that's a very daunting task because there's a lot yeah. of people out there that are very afraid to even share it with their loved ones, colleagues, friends, family members, right? For them exactly. to open up, it's very difficult. Um, so that, you know, takes a lot of vulnerability. It just takes them mm-hmm. to a different space. So I love what you're, where you're going with this, but I also know it's also a big challenge for you as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not everyone's going to get it. I mean, I think that's the that's the hard part of all this, but that's okay. Yeah, exactly. that's okay. Not everyone's meant to get it. Yeah, it's it's great that you're on this mission. So I love someone that is passionate, doing something they love, and they feel this is where life has gotten to for your journey, right? Your path. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you share with the audience members how they can reach out to you? Um, and also any 
lasting comments that you would like to share? Oh, absolutely. So um, thank you. So first of all, the best place to find me is my website, inspiredpurposecoach.com. And on the website, you can take the leadership assessment, which is a great tool for people to feel like, you know, where am I in my journey? Um, it's uh, kind of a pulse check. And um, the other thing that you can check out is my new book, which is Climbing the Right Mountain, available on Amazon. It's a great thing to, to, um, to pick up. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, and in terms of some parting words, um, I would say that one thing that people should be thinking about is what am I proud of today? What am I proud of today? And how can I design my life so that I'm proud of something that I did each and every day? It's, it's great. Um, because that departing word is, it's not about three, five, 10 years, like do it today. Yeah. Stop waiting, right? Take action, do something that makes you happy. Some, something that you can look forward to and feel good about it. Yeah. Um, so being proud is amazing. I, I mean, I love this conversation, Tony. Um, I, I really appreciate your time and great wisdom um, and sharing with uh, the audience members about how you became the coach you are today. So pick up the book, listeners, listen to his podcast, check out his website. All the show notes will be there with the links. And thanks again, Tony, for being on our episode today. Thank you so much. This has been a real pleasure. for listening to our latest podcast. Please subscribe to Local SEO Today and tune in to our next episode.